and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we ask, did the Defense Department mislead Congress about UFOs? That's correct. Did the Defense Department mislead Congress about UFOs? Well, that seems to be the case in at least one example, and it's according to allegations made by former USO Task Force head Jay Stratton. Now, this article comes to us from dailymail.co.uk, written by Josh Boswell, dated March 15, 2023. The title of the article is Exclusive. Ex-UFO chiefs claim their Pentagon bosses misled Congress by claiming a swarm of mysterious objects that buzzed around Navy ships in 2019 were mere drones, not a national security threat. This is the same thing we've heard about uh, when we had these drones buzzing uh, nuclear uh, missile sites, when we've had them buzzing nuclear power plants. We've talked about this phenomena on the podcast many times. It seems like the only response that we get from law enforcement is uh, telling people not to shoot them down. They will go to prison. But they never explain what's going on with these things. Uh, They won't tell us if they're put there by a private company. Uh, oftentimes it's suggested that we have a drone posse, so to speak, out just randomly driving around the countryside in the southwest or in some of these uh, high-security areas uh, flying drones, even though it's illegal to do what's going on. Still, no answers. Uh, law enforcement, as I said, completely incurious. Nothing from the Defense Department, nothing from any of the alphabet agencies. So it's no surprise to me that the Defense Department uh, gives the brush off to a couple of top scientists, a couple of top bureaucrats who report drone swarms around a Navy ship. It goes on, it says, the former head of the government's UFO task force, Jay Stratton, and his chief scientist, Travis Taylor. Now remember, Travis Taylor is a guy that did the uh, Skinwalker Ranch stuff for History Channel. Uh, everything I've read on Travis Taylor he seems like a super intelligent guy, worked in various and various uh, positions for the government, uh, I think in a scientific capacity. I've seen interviews with him. Uh, I find him to be compelling. It says, Jay Stratton and his former scientist Travis, Trailer, Travis Taylor rather, spoke about a 2019 UFO sightings at AlienCon. They said their investigation left them fearing Russia or China could have incredible drone technology and that it was a national security threat. I kind of see these guys still hanging on to um, the old paradigm. I think we're way beyond blaming Russia and China for the stuff that we've seen lately. I think it's time to have adult conversations about this. It says, they said their investigation left them fearing Russia or China could have incredible drone technology and that it was a national security threat. When the incident was recounted by their Pentagon bosses to Congress last year, the military chiefs said the mystery was solved and they were mere drones. Now we have to ask ourselves, how would they know they were mere drones? This inside, The inside story of a 2019 UFO investigation by two top former intelligence officials was revealed in a jaw-dropping talk at a conference in Los Angeles. The former head of the government's UFO task force, Jay Stratton, and his chief scientist, Travis Taylor, spilled the secrets of their official probe into a swarm of objects that buzzed around a fleet of eight Navy ships off the U.S. West Coast on July 2019. Speaking at the AlienCon in Pasadena 
on March 5th, Stratton and Taylor said their investigation left them fearing Russia or China could have achieved incredible drone battery technology, but ruled out quadcopters launched from submarines that somehow evaded the Navy's best radar just miles from the mainland. Let's approach both these things. First off, Russia, China. Russia has been slugging it out in Ukraine for a year, okay? They're having to employ former prisoners, convicted murderers and such, to fight that war. doesn't seem like they have any kind of uh, breaking, cutting-edge technology that would cut that war sh- short. I have to imagine that if Russia possessed this kind of drone technology, the war in Ukraine would have been over in the first couple of three weeks. Okay, I don't see it. Same thing with China. China has talked many, many times about how much they hate Taiwan. China is incapable of producing these types of drones. If China was capable of producing this kind of drone technology, they would have already taken over Taiwan. Why wouldn't they have? If they're if they are at this level of technology, then their military is so superb that anything that anybody else has, we would be powerless against them. Now, the idea that these things were somehow uh, expelled from a submarine. First off, that submarine would have had a guy there undetected. We know that uh, the U.S. Navy has the most advanced submarine technology the world's ever seen. It's outclasses. Uh, China and Russia by probably decades. We know that we have the best 3D radar that's ever been conceived. They've told us before in these UFO investigations that they can't even release some of the pictures because it would uh, demonstrate how advanced our radar technology is and that would imply a national security issue. We've talked about on the podcast before about how uh, the drug smuggling has uh, pretty much just stopped coming in on airplanes because the U.S. government is so effective at detecting anyone to try who tries to fly into this country under the radar. As one former uh, drug runner said, they can see a periscope come up on the submarine anywhere offshore. So the notion that a submarine could have come in and delivered these things undetected is uh, it's just not realistic. So we go on here. It says the former head of the government UFO task force, Jay Straton, and his chief scientist, Travis Taylor, spilled the secrets of their official probe into a swarm of objects that buzzed around a fleet of eight Navy ships off the U.S. West Coast in July of 2019. Then it goes on, it says, the audience, was, <clears throat> the audience was let in on details of their official probe that had been released to the public. Though Stratton and Taylor made it clear, no classified information was being revealed in the talk. But when the incident was recounted by their high-ranking Pentagon bosses to the politicians and the public last year, it was presented as a very different story. It goes on, it says... The world was watching with excitement on May 17, 2022, as military brass briefed lawmakers and the first public congressional hearing on UFOs in over 50 years. Sitting in their break room 600 miles away in Huntsville, Alabama, the recently retired Stratton and Taylor 
were dismayed at what unfolded next on their TV screen. They saw their former bosses, Scott Bray, Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, along with Ronald Moultrie, the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, testifying to the House Intelligence Committee. Bray played lawmakers a 2019 video shot through a green night vision lens of apparently triangle-shaped, flashing, flying objects near the Navy's USS Russell off the U.S. West Coast. The top Navy officials then suggested that the case had been solved. The objects were drones, and their triangular shape was not real, but merely an effect of the camera lens. The footage was all too familiar to Stratton. He says he and Taylor had investigated that case and used frames from videos shot by sailors on deck in a 2020 briefing he compiled for senior officials as an example of a genuine UFO case that created a national issue, a national security issue, rather. So here you have a perfect example of these parallel parallel. Uh, narratives being developed, in this case, a couple of years after the fact. You have actual video. It's it's recorded and analyzed by uh, government investigators and scientists. Yep, that's a UFO. And then a couple years later, what happens? Well, they bring the brass out in front of Congress, and they just give them the sanitized version. Oh, well, that's just a drone. They're doing the same kind of thing they did to Gerald Ford. Clear back in the 1960s, was it 62, 68, whatever it was, when he was a, when he was the House, I think he believed he was the House Minority Leader. Tip O'Neill would have been the House Speaker then. Ford got lots and lots of complaints from his uh, folks in Michigan. They wanted an investigation. He asked for an investigation, and he gets the letter back saying, you know, go pound sand and swamp gas. Same thing. These politicians, at least in public, are being kept in the dark as much as anybody else. And what little glimpse they get under the into the room, under the tent, however you want to say it, whatever little glimpse they get, they have to be sworn to secrecy on. It's top secret. It's all about keeping us in the dark. It says, the footage was all too familiar, right? He says he and Taylor had investigated the case and used frames from videos shot by sailors on deck in a 2020 briefing he compiled for senior officials as an example of a genuine UFO case that created a national security issue. But now he was seeing it explained away to lawmakers on national TV as potentially standard drones, albeit with a spooky lens effect. You know, spooky lens effect or not, the notion that standard drones could get this close to one of our Navy ships is not acceptable. The Pentagon told DailyMail.com it stands by the military intelligence chief's testimony. Well, of course they do. The department stands by the testimony presented in the open and closed hearings on May 17, 2022 by Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security Ronald Moultrie and Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence Scott Bray, said spokeswoman Susan Gow. Well, she just keeps popping up. Taylor said he and Stratton were sitting in the lunchroom at their new employees' ratings technologies watching the hearing. And when they and when they start talking about the Russell incident, I was like, we did not brief him that way. That is not what we told him. It really, really did upset both Travis and me when we were watching that hearing, Stratton said. 
I could not have gone and I would not have gone and briefed Congress that I believed these triangle-shaped objects to be real without my ducks in a row and the ability to answer any questions thrown at me. So they just took his testimony, they took his expert testimony, and they just threw it in the trash can, acted like it never happened. The two men revealed the inside story of their 2019 Russell UFO investigation at a talk at AlienCon, a UFO conference in Los Angeles where they were guest speakers. Whether or not the objects in the night vision videos were extraordinary, the sight of two former senior officials spilling the secrets on the government investigation at a civilian UFO event certainly was. Well, we goes on and says, Stratton told the audience at the Pasadena Convention Center that when they first got reports of the July 15, 2019 Russell incident off the coast of San Diego, they leapt into action. Now, of course, we know, just off the coast of San Diego, and you're getting down near Catalina Island, this is a hot spot for not just uh, UFO activity, but for USO activity. It has been for a long time. So it would be, it would especially be a place of interest, I would think, to find out what these things are. He says, I got an email from the Carrier Strike Group commander saying, Jay, we've got some UAP. He told the group, referring to the government lingo, unidentified anomalous phenomena. So he gets an email from the commander of the battle group. We got some, we have some UFO activity. Listen, the guy's, he's the commander of the battle group. If he tells you that it's unidentified, I think it's safe to assume that it's unidentified. He says, I had a guy on board this carrier within a day in order to start educating, start collecting data, start getting the folks talking, going to each ship in a helicopter, and bringing everything back to D.C. immediately. I wonder if he got there before the MIB did. They claim that far from a simple case of misidentified drone, it was a shocking event. Invoking, involving multiple U.S. ships swarmed by around 100 objects, some truly triangle-shaped, that flew for such long distances and times that they feared America's adversaries had cracked breakthrough battery technology. Well, folks, it's way beyond that. Okay, We have to, as I said, we have to start having an adult conversation about this. Obviously, this is some sort of otherworldly, I guess you would say, extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional. This is something not of this earth. And it's demonstrating a technology that we can't, that we have no way of replicating. So we better hope that they're not adversaries. Because if they are, we could be in a lot of trouble. It says the incident went on for hours and repeated throughout the month. Stratton, a former senior Navy intelligence official with the equivalent rank of a two-star admiral. Wow. This guy is really kind of a big deal. He's a two-star admiral, equivalent rank of. Said he had a high enough security clearance to determine that the objects were not U.S. operated. We had a much bigger picture. When we were briefing the seniors, the briefing was very detailed and very highly footnoted, he said. I had access to other things. The carrier strike group, Navy ships, was a multi, has a multitude of sensors. If I had two other optical PhDs 
that other organizations look at this without even knowing the others looked at it to keep it completely separate. So he's got this thing. He's basically doing a double-blind study. He's having two different groups of people investigate this stuff, and they're all coming up with the same answers, obviously. This is an unidentified flying object. Stratton added that the Moultrie and Bray just weren't briefed and prepared to the level that I would have prepared them. Oh, I think they're prepared. But I think they're prepared to keep Congress in the dark and to keep us in the dark. It seemed odd, mused Taylor. The more bombastic of the pair... Bombastic. They're, they got to get that little... That, that little psyop word in there. Now, if you've ever watched Travis Taylor, he seems like a pretty calm, collected, cool guy to me. I mean, as I recall, he has a PhD in physics, right? I mean, he's, he's basically a certified rocket scientist. Bombastic. Yes, he seems bombastic. It seemed obvious to Muse Taylor, the more bombastic of the pair who speaks with a southern twang. Oh, man. They had to hammer, they had to hammer Travis twice. Well, this, this loudmouth hillbilly, why couldn't they have just said that? Why couldn't they have just said, it seemed odd, mused Taylor, the loudmouth hillbilly. Because that's what they're trying, that's the image that they're putting out there. They're pre-bunking. They're depersoning a NASA scientist right in front of your eyes. The guy comes out, he calls out a couple of big shots for lying to Congress, basically, for misleading them, for not telling them, you know, everything that they were told. But instead of the article focusing on this deception that was that was put upon Congress, the article focuses on, can you believe somebody with the equivalent rank of a two-star admiral and this loudmouth hillbilly would come out and talk smack about these Wonderful deep state employees. And that, that's that's the gist. So even somebody who is uh, accomplished as Travis Taylor, Dr. Travis Taylor, could be depersoned. Don't kid yourself. If they're willing to do that, what are they hiding? I'll try to finish now without getting too upset. It seemed odd, Muse Taylor, the more bombastic of the pair, who speaks with a southern twang. It felt like we'd been practicing all year, got to the playoffs, and lost 42 to 0. It was a real it was real weird and a kick in the gut. Well, Mr. Taylor, that's called a parallel narrative and you were collateral damage, okay? They brought you in as the expert, confirmed what they already knew probably. But then when you wanted to talk about it, I don't know, maybe Travis didn't get the memo on this. Maybe he's just not cool enough to be part of the deep state. Seems like it. Taylor is a double PhD physicist. Double PhD physicist. Man, I could barely make it through algebra, let alone calculus. Guy's got a double PhD physicist who was a, who was second into his role in the Unidentified Aerophilum Task Force from the Army in 2019. Goes on, it says, at the panel talk, he emphatically slammed the theory that the triangle object shapes were distorted by the camera lens, or that they were just out of focus, or that or that they were just out of focus stars in the night sky, as famous UFO debunker Mick West has argued. Well, at least they referred to the debunker as a debunker. 
My first PhD was in optical science and engineering, he said. I took the imagery and inverse Fourier transformed it and saw the one object that was moving isn't a star and it's not out of focus completely while the others are. This guy is focusing the camera on the thing close to him that they're seeing. The thing up close does have some sort of triangular shape to it, he added, but also when you do a heat analysis on it, you see it has bright spots on each corner. I don't know what that is. I just know it had bright spot bright spots on each corner. Well, we hear about this all the time in these UFO sightings, these triangular shapes with the bright spots on the corners. Who knows what they're there for? But it's a common uh, observable fact in many, many, many UFO sightings. It says, in the days after the congressional hearing, the Navy released the briefing slides suggesting that the craft were quadcopter quadcopter-style UAS, as its unmanned aerial systems, unlikely came from a nearby Hong Kong-registered freight ship, the Bass Strait. Well, that's news to me. I'm a little unclear why a Hong Kong-registered freight ship would be flying these advanced drones over a U.S. battle group. Wow. Navy documents released under the Freedom of Information Act show the craft's capabilities included hovering at altitudes up to 21,000 feet, 21,000 feet off the shore of San Diego, just high enough where they could be taken down by a passenger plane coming in for a landing, flying more than four hours, traveling long distances in one flight, and being apparently impervious to anti-drone Navy technology. Well, you've solved the problem. Who owns the freighter? You see, this is the kind of nonsense that we're constantly exposed to. We're talked down to like children. Now, you had two, you had two of these uh, scientists come out and tell you, look, we've got video recorded by a crew on board. Here are these UFOs. And then the Defense Department comes out and says, oh, no worries, they're just drones. And we know where they came from. They came off this uh, freight ship that's registered in Hong Kong. Are you curious who it's registered to? Are you curious what the company that owns that freight ship is? Is it a front for China or Russia? We're not getting any answers about that. Just the same kind of stonewalling that happened when these things were caught, uh, hovering about missile bases, uh, nuclear warning, uh, excuse me, nuclear uh, power production plants, same kind of thing. Well, yeah, there's something there. We believe it's drones. Probably came from some random company somewhere or some amateur drone club. It's explained. Chalk it up in the explained column. No longer unidentified. Really? That's how we handle that's how we handle incursions into airspace that that if the incursion happens it's considered a, it's considered a matter of national security. That's how we handle it when our missile bases are buzzed, when our nuclear power plants are buzzed, when our battle groups are buzzed by unexplained aircraft or drones or whatever. We just say, well, they came from over here, and now the problem's solved. Doesn't work for me.
It says, Navy documents released under the Freedom of Information Act show the craft's capabilities include hovering at altitudes of 20, up to 21,000 feet, fly for more than four hours, traveling long distances in one flight, being apparently impervious to anti-drone Navy technology. you think that would be kind of a big deal, wouldn't you? The Navy documents show the Hong Kong ship, Bass Strait, was docked in Long Beach, California, about 100 miles away. When some of the incidents occurred, casting doubt on it as a source of the swarm. Well, just tell us who owns the boat. We'll go talk to them. Taylor told the audience at the UFO conference that he couldn't talk much about the Bass Strait due to his government NDAs. In other words, he knows he's got an idea of what happened, but he can't tell you because he's sworn to secrecy. If he opens his mouth, They'll throw him in a jail cell next to Julius Assange somewhere about 30 feet underground. But he said that what made the incident disturbing was that either the objects had incredible battery power outstripping the best U.S. small drones, or they were launched near the ship from a vessel that avoided detection by the ultra-sophisticated radar of the strike group. Yeah, they flew 100 miles. They flew 100 miles on the battery change, hung around for a couple, three hours, and then flew back. We're supposed to believe that. This was happening in an exercise area that was closed off. That means no airplanes flying around, no ships moving around. He said, well, there was one, but we're not going to talk about that. What? This was happening in an exercise area that was closed off. That means there's no airplanes flying around, no ships moving around, he said. Well, there was one, but we're not going to talk about that. Hmm, interesting. We did, anal- we did an analysis on the best battery life cycle if you put it in a quad copter or any other super efficient lightweight drone and you flew it. You needed a place to have it to have launched it from that was close enough before the battery would have run out and it would have been outside the closed off area. In other words, the area they were operating was so big that there's no way a normal drone could have pulled this off. So one of the things we were concerned about was that one of our peers developed a battery technology that we don't have. Well, unless your peer is interdimensional, Travis, I don't think you have too much to worry about. Someone in the audience is probably thinking, maybe there's a submarine out there, Stratton said. If a foreign submarine got that close to the United States, then I failed at every job I've ever done. Naval intelligence would not have let that happen. We would have jumped to probably Decon 4 or three at that point, and we didn't, Taylor said. Well, no, of course it wasn't a submarine. They know where the subs are at. Stratton and Taylor were speaking out following an onslaught of criticism over their activities in the task force. The two had been ridiculed for their involvement with Skinwalker Ranch, a rural Utah property where a previous incarnation of the Pentagon's UFO unit called AAWSAP conducted investigations and reported and reported observed sightings, including werewolves emerging from portals and creatures resembling the sci-fi character Predator. Listen, it's all strange. You're looking at these craft appear and disappear in front of your eyes. You're looking at these things that they're calling drones, these UFOs swarming a U.S. Navy battle group. I don't think I see any more strange than someone saying, hey, I think I saw an entity, a werewolf, a ghost, whatever. Okay, it's all strange. It's all paranormal. It's so strange, in fact, that these UFOs have gone from the notion that these are just simply machines from some other planet to the notion that, you know what, this is more paranormal than anything. That's how strange it is. 
Stratton was a member of AAWSAP, which ran from 2008 to around 2012. Taylor stars in the History Channel show The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, involving, here we go, zany science experiments and spooky incidents at the property, which was advertised heavily at the UFO conference. Stratton continued to play a central role in successor Pentagon UFO programs, but distances government work from the ranch following the failure of AAWSAP to renew its contract, instead focusing on nuts and bolts sightings of strange craft by military personnel and radar as head of the UAPTF from 2018 until his retirement in 2021. It goes on and says, But Taylor continued his role as a bootstrapping hands-on scientist on the Skinwalker show, even while secretly working for Stratton and the official task force from 2019 to 2021. He's talked about that. I don't really, I mean, it might, they might have kept it under wraps for a while, but this has been known for some time. As a science-minded guy, it interested me. It pulls you in, Stratton told the Alien Con audience. The ranch was part of AAWSAP, but was not part of any of the follow-on efforts. International attention again focused on UFOs last month when a U.S fighter jets shot down a Chinese spy balloon and three unidentified objects, we'll just call them UFOs, in American airspace. The incident highlighted potential failure of the U.S. military and intelligence services to adequately detect and deal with spy balloons and other espionage devices encro- encroaching our skies. Well, whatever they were. Then it says, on March 1st, the Washington Examiner reported claims from anonymous government officials who said that Stratton and his office co-opted reports of what were likely foreign espionage tools involving small balloons balloons or drones in order to characterize them as an extraordinary purpose for personal bias. Well, it sounds like someone on the inside is working to deperson these two guys. In response to the examiner's article, Stratton said, no one involved with the Pentagon's UAP task force ever labeled something a UAP if it was identified as anything known, or if it performed in a similar manner known to conventional technology, obviously including balloons. Anyone suggesting otherwise is simply trying to mislead the public into thinking very real UAP are balloons. Well, you couldn't have said it better. Stratton and Travis also addressed similar claims in their conference talks. Quote, I led an effort to change the Aegis radar to be able to see UAS, that's Unmanned Aerial Systems Quadcopters, because we would have missed that, Stratton said. We had new things put into the fleet in order to try to detect and track these things. We told them that you couldn't chase the balloons until you fixed the dang radars, Taylor added. It, was, it wasn't that we wanted an alien spacecraft to be flying around. We worked for the military. We wanted to see why this was happening. Why was there something where it shouldn't be? And how can we figure out what it is and stop it? Wow. And then it says, uh, The first videos from July 2019 Russell incidents were released by documentary filmmaker Jerry Cor- Jeremy Corbell, who also appeared at Alien Con as a guest speaker, Corbell's mentor and podcast co-host, Las Vegas investigative journalist George Knapp, secured the first televised interview with Stratton, and unmasked Taylor as a task force chief scientist. Well, some decent reporting, even though they had to get in a few jibes, you know, uh, against Stratton and Taylor. What I take away from this is that these guys finally have just gotten fed up, and they're and they're talking about it. They probably feel a little upset that they did their very best to create an ethical and accurate UFO report. You had guys on the decks of the ships taking videos of these things. They collected the evidence. 
they ran it through all kinds of scientific analysis from the video itself to the way these things moved. They decided that it could only be one thing, and that's a UFO. They reported that to their higher-ups, expecting that information to be shared with Congress, because that's what they were supposed to do. But instead of that, the higher-ups went to Congress and said, yeah, we've got it figured out. These are drones. They came from a freighter 100 miles away. But they didn't tell us who owned the freighter. They didn't tell us who owned the drones. We're just left hanging. The same way that we're left hanging when any of these things are acknowledged by the deep state. The same way Stratton and Taylor were left hanging. And after Stratton and Taylor were left hanging, it looks like they made it a couple attempts to deperson them a little bit. Throw a couple warning shots over the bow. But, just possibly, just possibly with the creation of a couple of billion cell phones, at some point, almost everybody is going to have a cell phone in their hand, and there's going to be so much video of this stuff circulating that it will be impossible for them to continue characterizing it as Russian and Chinese drones. It will be impossible for them to deny the existence of the UFO phenomena. And for that matter, if we keep getting videos like those truckers took of that ghost walking along the highway, they might even have to admit that that's a possibility. We can only hope. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. out.